Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. You are now entering a critical thinking zone. Thinking caps are required beyond this point. From deep behind enemy lines, deep in the heart of the Midwest, it's your host, Andrew Coppins. And it's time for Critical Thinking. What's up, everybody? Welcome into a WTF Wednesday here on Critical Thinking. Andrew Coppins alongside Pat Oni. You know the drill by now. Find us on social media at The Coppins Show, at The Pat Oni Show. And of course, become a critical thinker. You can join us for $5 a month over at criticalthinking.locals.com backslash subscribe. Again, $5 a month or $45 for the year. That gives you four months off. I, I, I think that's a heck of a deal. That's over a quarter of the year for free, folks. Now, having said all of that, you can always watch us on Rumble, rumble.com backslash critical thinking. And of course, download the podcast. But um, if you're listening, you already have found us somehow, some way. Just make sure you're subscribed to either the Rumble page or your favorite podcasting platform. However, that subscription or um, a likability or whatever happens on your favorite platform, do it. And of course, if you're over on the Rumble page, you can join and become a critical thinker just by simply clicking the join button or in the description, there's literally the link to joining critical thinking. There's no excuse not to do it. It's it's that simple. We have literally provided you with every tool to do that at your disposal right in front of your face. Now, having said all of that, uh, we have a ton of stuff to get into on the WTF Wednesday. So let's just dive right in. Uh, you know, Ron DeSantis um, is going after Disney. We're going to talk about that. Of course, we got the WTF Wednesday, and we've got B or Not the B coming up. But before we get into any of it, uh, there's no way we can't not talk about this story, right? Um, and that's the libs of TikTok story. And, and I think, correct me if I'm wrong, we've talked about this a little bit off air, right, Pat? Like, we, we debated whether or not to cover this story yesterday, but we also weren't sure as to whether or not Taylor Lorenz was going to actually go through um, with what she did end up going through. And that is doxing the owner of the libs of TikTok account on Twitter. And I think also Instagram and other places. We weren't so sure if we were going to do that, right? We weren't sure if we wanted to talk about it because we weren't sure if that was actually what Taylor Lorenz was going to go through with. And then um, as soon as we went off air, Oh, what do you know? The Washington Post drops the bombshell. I mean, re- regardless, I, I had this up for my uh, WTF slate anyway, just because there it is a kind of a WTF-esque story. Is but, it really yeah. a WTF-esque story, though, Pat? I, I, and and I, I don't want to poo-poo, WTF, but WTF is supposed to be humorous and funny and lighthearted and so that, that, that's a fair point. So, so this is not, not this is not that for me, and that's where so I want to start not. with this. Okay, hmm? so, so I said perhaps not. 
And, and that's the reason why I wanted to pull it out of WTF Wednesdays because it's not funny. It's not any of these things. And the reason why it's not funny is twofold. We have Taylor Lorenz crying the high heavens about online harassment and treatment because she's a woman, right? But again, what's a woman? Uh, I, I don't want to be glib or flib, flip about it. But clearly she's of that persuasion because Libs of TikTok has existed far long before all of the quote-unquote uh, groomer culture war began, right? This is an, an account that started over two years ago. And what it was was exposing the insanity that was spewed from the mouths of people online, especially from TikTok. Because what did we start to see over the course of the last two years? Number one, the rise in popularity of TikTok as a platform of speaking, right? Or videos or whatever, okay? But we also saw that TikTok was becoming a place of censorship. People like you and I, Pat, if we spoke however we wanted to here on the air, on TikTok, we would be done in 2.2 seconds. So it's important to understand that TikTok also itself has an agenda here in America. Ironically, that agenda wouldn't exist in its parent company in China, right? TikTok is owned by a Chinese government company. It just so happens that it can't be here in America. <sighs> now, with all of that being said, Taylor Lorenz has decided to, to make this part of her own culture war. And, and what do I mean by that? If, if libs of TikTok were posting anything outside of the, the grooming stuff today, right? Would Taylor Lorenz care? Probably not. Okay. Because she could have done this two years ago, right? She could have done this a year ago when libs of TikTok was blowing the hell up. And we've used libs of TikTok videos time and again here. Oh, they're insane. I understand all of that. Um, so why now? Why now? Because you're exposing the new you're a racist for being a bunch Flaming hypocrites, right? That, that's exactly what's going on here, is the expose and uh, the exposure of people's own thoughts and beliefs. And they don't like it because it's a bunch of people who are the new, quote unquote, civil rights of our era, right? And how dare you question any of them? How dare you do that? And Taylor Lorenz is exposing them, or her in this case, simply because it offends her own political sensibilities. Am I missing something here? What other possible explanation is there for what Taylor Lorenz did? I, I, I'm failing to understand, and I have tried to see this from both sides. In fact, we're going to bring up a, a point from the other side here that I think is important in a little bit, but I, I want to get your thoughts here on, on what took place. Well, I, I tend to agree with um, Tim Pool on this, um, and, and Tim Pool actually responded to it saying that uh, this is wrong. One of the most important journalistic ethics is to minimize harm. The story is not served by exposing a name. The story is served by explaining their background and their motives. 
based on the responses to the story, you can see that the tr the true motivation was to cause harm. And I think that's what this ultimately comes down to. It it's it's harmful at the end of the day. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And and I want to talk about that because this brings up a really good point from the other side. Okay, mm. um, Ernie P on Twitter, who is <clears throat> as you look at it a quote-unquote journalist for Logically AI, which is supposed to be taking artificial in intelligence, um, putting out stories, right? Taking the mm. artificial intelligence of finding the story and then putting a human spin on the story. Whatever. <clears throat> Ernie P says this, Libs of TikTok creates targets in a violent culture war against L LGBTQ people, some of whom have already been harassed out of their jobs. When Taylor Lorenz's critics make this conversation about doxing, they're failing to apply the same standard to Rychik. Now, let's just back up, Pat. What did, what's the definition of doxing? Well, Kapers, uh, Kaspersky has a really good definition. Doxing is the act of revealing identifying information about somebody online, such as their real name, home address, workplace, phone, financial, and other personal information. That information is then circulated to the public without the victim's permission. And oftentimes, by the way, um, aim to escalate their conflict with targets from online to the real world by revealing information including their home address, workplace details, personal phone numbers, social security numbers, bank accounts, private correspondence, criminal history, personal photos, and embarrassing personal details. Also. They tend to go after their families. They tend to go after all of those things. So I want to stop right here because Ernie P claims that um, this conversation is not about doxing and that um, Rychek in the lips of TikTok account doxes individuals themselves. Um, no. And I don't want to get into too much of the he said, she said stuff because I don't find that to be helpful in this discussion. But what I do want to say is this. This is a very simple standard. If you use your own name, use your own address, use your own identifiable information, put videos out expressing your profession, expressing your um what you do in the classroom expressing and exposing yourself to the general public that is not doxing to use that and to reproduce it because that's all libs of tiktok does right is just a reproduction of the video from likely tiktok nine times out of ten right right how is it Rychek's fault or Libs of TikTok's fault or or responsibility to do this? The, 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 somehow this, this is a claim, right? Because Ernie P continues to say that I completely agree there needs to be a high bar for reporting about somebody anonymous, an influencer who sets the agenda for culture wars online and on TV and influences lawmakers, absolutely in public interest. Random queer teachers, absolutely not. Except for one very large misdirection here. Um, teachers are public figures, too. Do they have private lives? Sure. But if you are a public school teacher, everything you do is public. That's the reality of it. And more importantly, I would ask Ernie P, who is an influencer in this situation? Somebody who literally is attempting to, I don't know, tell you they're influencing kids every single day who are literally attempting to groom children into sexualized beings from the age of four years old or not, or, and above? Or the person exposing them 
the person taking their own words and using that and amplifying it. More importantly, Ernie P. continues to say that choosing to talk about what counts as doxing right now and what doesn't will be taken as tacit support of Reichick. It takes away from the content of the reporting, which is that anti-gay and anti-trans content is being crowdsourced and pumped into the news. It's a wild story because it's another example of how something that began as a 4chan uh, blank post, QAnon, is defining the discourse. And Chan board tactics are influencing real politics. And, and, and this individual continues to talk about um, how um, Tucker Carlson is, is you know, supporting <coughs> QAnon and all this stuff. Now, I want to ask this, because the, the claim of many people like Ernie P is that, well, Rycheck is providing journalistic services. No. How? I was say, how? So in order, this is the thing, right? They're claiming that because she also includes commentary. Uh, you know, it's usually like some some description of the video or or the topic of the video, right? Right. That she is now a journalist. No, a, 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 a journalist actually journalism. just reports on the news and Ooh. doesn't provide commentary. Right. A, an opinion journalist would. Right. She's not a journalist. She's just a normal human being. She has no journalistic background. And for all of this having been said, Pat, I, I, I gave you the definition of doxing. Do you think what the Washington Post did, what Taylor Lorenz did to Rycheck, was doxing? If it's if the information's already out there, no. Ah, and this is the rub, though, Pat. Mm. The very first story from the Washington Post linked to what? I don't know if you know this or not. I'm not sure I do either. Okay. the The story actually linked to all of her personal identifying information, her home address all of her work information, all of the things that we literally just laid out. Mm. And Taylor Lorenz attempted to go to every single person in this person's family to harass and so intimidate yes, them over the course the of the last three of years. What? That would, be the, that would be the definition of doxing, would it not? Yes, that, that's that, my that point. That fits that very definition. It mm -hmm. fits any definition of doxing you would like to put out there. This mm -hmm. is literally doxing literally doxing somebody. Now, the Washington Post tried to cover its own tracks, but why would this have been included in the first place, right? If, if Especially if you're Taylor Lorenz. It's one thing to say, hey, this is the name of the person. We're exposing that, right? Right. Okay. I, I can make an argument that that is not doxing. That's just finding out who's behind an anonymous Twitter account. Right. That is publicly posting every single day. That's that's the that's the nature of the game, right? You got to be better at hiding your your identity if you want right. to stay hidden. But beyond that, what what the hell are you doing? What possible as um our friend Steve Dace would like to say, what possible benign explanation is there for posting that information if you're the Washington Post? And then backtracking and pulling that information. Never mind the fact that if you archived it, right? If you went into the archives of the Washington Post website, you right. would see that original piece of information. So so I guess the question is, why backtrack at all? Well, because they got caught with their pants down. And what they would have done there would have been illegal. It is illegal to expose that information. Such is the animus that exists. 
there is no benign oopsie explanation for any of this. This is just straight up, we're going to attempt to crush you. And here's the funny part of all of this, Pat. All that Taylor Lorenz did was, number one, expose herself as being an absolute flaming hypocrite, right? Right. Two weeks ago, what was she on? She was on NBC News or MSNBC just literally crying into the camera about online harassment and and um, you and know sexual harassment. And, hmm? Right. That's that's more or less the crux of the story is that here here you have somebody that that was whining about this not that long ago and then doing the very thing that she was whining about. But she doesn't see it that way. That's mm-hmm. the thing, right? She doesn't see it this way. Why? Because she claims that there's harm being done to the people that uh, libs of TikTok expose. Except for this is absolutely 100% publicly available information. And if a private citizen were to bring this up to the school board, what the hell do you think would happen any differently? Right. The answer should be nothing. I mean, we could have this argument, Pat, that... uh, Probably correctly, um, we should really be looking at the hiring practices of schools. We have gone from, back in my day, if if a teacher wore jeans, it better have been on a Friday, right? Right. Like, literally, if they wore anything other than dress clothes or khakis and a polo or khakis and a button-down shirt throughout the rest of the week they'd be in trouble to whatever tattoos, whatever piercings, whatever hair color you want tomorrow, today, the next day, meh. Wear those fishnet stockings and short skirts into the classroom. Go right on ahead. And I'm not saying we have to have a dress code, per se. But what I am saying is there's probably some standards, some basic standards of who you're attracting as educators. Well, there's also supposed to be a level of professionalism too. <sighs> oh, that's right. I forgot about this, Pat. They have to have a license to teach. Yeah. That would indicate professionalism, right? Y- usually, yes. Mm. You know what um you know what else would indicate professionalism? Not being a groomer. That would indicate also, some professionalism. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, this doesn't just indicate a level of professionalism. That also indicates a level of decency. But you know, I I, I digress. It, it, and again, I'm not trying to be the fashion police. I don't give a crap. Go ahead, do what you want to do in terms of that. However, do it on your own time, right? Do that on your own time. You, no, this is a professional setting, and I have professional standards for you, and that includes. Dressing like a professional. I ain't your friend. I'm not your foe. I'm your teacher. But if we just just reach that one kid with, with all of their queer feelings. What about the, the, the kid who has Christian values? Are, are you reaching him too? Or her too? Or... It too. The end of the day, this is a story for me about just how heavy handed the quote unquote queer activist crowd will be. And back during the gay marriage debate, Pat, we neither of us, I believe, were on air at all. When that was going down, right? Uh, are, are we talking going back to like the Prop Eight days and yeah, like late, like like the late two thousands there? Yeah, mm-hmm. right back back when also we had the uh, gay marriage uh, thing before the Supreme Court, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when I, when I take a look at that, right, this is also a pox on the right. And the uh, pox on the Christian right, especially for me. 
Because many on the right said, you know what? Okay, cool. All right. Well, they got what they want. We're done. Right? Except it didn't stop there. It never was going to stop there. Right. That was that was goal number one. It might have been their their this was more about their opening salvo. Right? Because if you gave that inch, they were going to take the next mile. And look where we're at, what? Not even 15 years later, not even 10 years later. Look where we're at. Somehow, if you are now saying exposing kids to an idea that um, they might not be biologically who they say they are at the age of four. And oh, by the way, go ahead and, um, you know, play with yourself. Uh, somehow that were that's the wrong thing not not the actual idea that you're trying to get out there but but the opposition to that that if you dare call somebody a groomer because they're grooming children you're the bigot you're the bad person because what did we also see during that other debate back during gay marriage what did we see we saw groups like nambla we saw groups you know, um, the groups talk about pedophilia and normalizing it and pederasty being a normalized thing. And we have talked time and time again on this show about literally grooming teenagers into believing that they're one way or the other. Adults grooming children. It's been going on for decades. It's been going on and going on and going on. And it happens, by the way, to straight people, too. There are literally groomer gangs all over Europe. Because in large swaths of Muslim secular society, not Muslim true practicing Muslim society, but in Muslim secular society that likes to bastardize its religion, this is a common practice. They groom young young girls, especially, into becoming subservient brides by the age of 12, 13, 14 years old. And yet we allowed all of this to happen because, well, hey, hey, guess what? No, you know what? They, they got their thing. They got their gay marriage thing. Let's not, let's not pay attention to the rest of the culture war for the, what, larger part of the last decade? More, yeah, I was gonna say more or less. Have they not taken the mile after we gave them the inch? Uh, I don't think they just took a mile, I think they probably took more like a hundred miles, but yeah, okay. Uh, are, are, are we going down the proclaimers war? Uh, I would walk a thousand miles. Are, are we doing that, Pat? Uh, that That's 500 miles, by the way. All right, but it, I would walk 500 more. I don't want to go down. I, hate, I actually hate that song. I don't want to go down that road. How dare you hate the Proclaimers, you anti-Catholic bigot? I didn't say I hate the Proclaimers. I said I hate that song. Well, then you hate the Proclaimers. It's their most famous song. It's like their only song, isn't it? Hell no. They are a super famous uh, group over in the UK. Super famous. They just had one hit here in America. You anti-Catholic bigot. How does that make me an anti-Catholic bigot? Because they're Scottish Catholics. Dude, I do a show with you every day. Yeah. And you always put me down. You always belittle me and demean me. Well, I mean... You anti-Catholic bigot. It, it, it would help if you were better looking. Hey, man, you take that up with my mom and dad. <laughs> now, we have other things to get to. Um, there's another story that bothers the ever-loving crap out of me, Pat. Is that Ron DeSantis and Disney, by yes. chance? Mm -hmm. Okay. 
And, and I want to talk about this because I want to get your opinion. We haven't talked about this off air at all. So I have no idea what your opinion on this story is. Okay. But I sent you a link yesterday to a Reason article talking about how culture war conservatism leads to less private industry freedom for the pettiest of reasons when it comes to DeSantis calling for the end of, excuse me, of Walt Disney's, Walt Disney World's uh, self-rule in Orange and Osceola County, right? Right. Um, not a lot of people know this, but there's been a 50-year-old law that grants Walt Disney World Resort the authority to govern itself. Yeah, why is that? Th- that That's my first question here. Why is that? I don't know. And so I think part of this was the fact that it would have taken two different, it would have taken very many municipalities to have put this all together because they kind of carved it out of two different counties, about four or five different municipalities, right? Like if you actually like look at Disney World, it's literally kind of like plopped into the middle of two counties and like has a bunch of, there's Kissimmee, there's, you know what I mean? There's all these different surrounding communities, right? Right. Which then creates problems for what, Pat? Zoning laws, safety, all of those other things that come into play, right? Right. So they gave Walt Disney World self-governance over zoning issues, over all of those types of things. It was called the Reedy Creek Improvement District, established in 1967, granting Disney the legal authority over and responsibility for 25,000 acres of land in Orange and Osceola counties, including planning and zoning authorities, as well as responsibility for providing police, fire, and utilities. <coughs> so they are literally on the hook for providing all of these things um, for all of the guests that come into the park, right? And all of right. the 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 um, the resort areas, okay? So what is DeSantis doing to now? He's calling for the end of all of that, right? Right. But oddly, in a special session of the Florida State Legislature, right? That was supposed to be about taxes. So I want I, I want to ask you this question because I think this is the important thing. Mm. It, why would you want to get rid of this if you are Ron DeSantis? Is this the fight that you want to have? So I thought about this and I'm... <sighs> I don't know that I have a, a solid answer, but the, the only thing that I could truly come up with at the end of the day was this is in response to all the BS that Disney's been up to lately. That if they are, which I mean, they, they are um, grooming our kids why why on earth would we ever allow them to have self-governance they are for all intents and purposes they are a they're a guest in florida right you know like like this is they don't have to be in florida per se i mean where where, where are they going to go at this point i mean they've got all that park space where what are they going to do i get that but at the same time you are part of a state there are certain state laws that you must follow and th- i think part of this is in response to the what what they would call the don't say gay bill and they they are they've been protesting that they they've been grooming our kids and i think this is this is this is DeSantis responding to all of this cultural war backlash that that is being purported by disney in many ways so that that was the only real logical answer that I could come up with. But you're right in the sense of why is this happening in, in this particular special legislative session when it's supposed to be about taxes? Um, and, and, and honestly, why is this happening right now? I think I answered that. But at the same time, it's like we've, we've known about this for a while. Why now? And what really what gives him the authority to do so? 
So I, I understand the culture war politicking part of this, right? Like, right. This mm. is fantastic culture war stuff. Right. Except for this isn't like revoking their tax exempt status or, um, you know, some sort of like TIF district thing that they've got going on, right? Right. This isn't um, saying, guess what? Your special privileges end. This is literally saying, um, we're we're going to now make sure that your life is a living hell. What do I mean by that? Again, what did I tell you in the audience? Orange and Osceola counties is where this resort and in all of the things associated with it exist. Right. Now, they're responsible for police, fire, utilities, all that stuff, right? Right. <clears throat> Which they actually, by the way, at I, Disney, I would also say this. It has nothing to do with those things, in, in my humble opinion. I, well, I, I'll let you expand on that in just a second, because I want to get okay. to these Really important points. Okay. Through that um, Reedy Creek Improvement District or whatever the heck they're going to call it, okay? They actually contract with the Orange County Sheriff's Department every single year to help them provide safety, right? Right. To the tune of $15.8 million a year into the coffers of Orange County. Did Ron DeSantis bother to ask Orange County if they would want that taken away? More importantly, in your culture war, which, by the way, I think is a good war to fight, you are now going to put the taxpayer on the hook for more services. Not less, more. Because guess who's going to pay that price now? Walt Disney World ain't paying $15.8 million if you take away that exemption, right? Right. You take away that special districting. That's $15.8 million that the county no longer will have. Is that a big deal for Orange County, a.k.a. Orlando? Oh, probably. Yeah. That is a massive deal. Taking away $15.8 million from county government is a big, big deal especially in a state like Florida where there is no sales tax, right? Or is there no, it's just no income tax. I'm sorry, there is a sales tax. Um, but you know what I'm saying, right? There, there's fewer and fewer tax dollars to be had. Do you think Orange and Osceola counties want to be on the hook for more services? That, by the way, Walt Disney World is not going to be paying for? No. No, they don't. And why was this district created in the first place? Exactly what we said up front. To avoid, well, this part of the park is in Osceola County and their zoning laws say this. Well, while we're also trying to build this ride and it crosses borders between both counties. So what do we do with the zoning laws that are different? That's so why they that. created this in the first place. So I so I get I get that this is a great cultural war to have, but at the same time, what how how do you how do you hit Walt Disney World where it hurts for this crap? If you're Ron DeSantis, what what other options do you have? So the other option would be support Universal Studios. <laughs> Until until you realize that Universal Studios is also owned by oh crap, you know what I mean? I was gonna say I don't know that that's gonna play out well in the end. Right, right. But but what I'm saying is support alternatives, right? the The only other recourse that you really have is to do what? It's a, keep exposing that. And ironically, yeah, you would hurt your bottom line, right? Because fewer people going to Walt Disney World means fewer tax dollars into the districts and da 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 da, you know, so on and so forth, right? So it's essentially going to do the same thing in the long run is what you're saying. No, 
because fewer people visiting the parks actually hurts Walt Disney World more. It also hurts the local economy more, right? Right. And, and that's not a necessarily a good thing. But but doesn't also getting rid of the tax exemption also hurt the local economy? That 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 was my point. They're not getting rid of any tax exemption though. That's the thing. They're from what I understand, Walt Disney World doesn't have a tax exemption. What I understand it to be is that they literally are a self-sustaining, um, if you will, um, infrastructure, right? But I guess I guess when it comes to paying for things like like the the fire, police, all that sort of stuff, like like where, where all that money kind of goes in the coffers of those counties mm-hmm. that that they're dealing with, you 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 take those things away. Does that not hurt? local economy no that doesn't really do anything to the local economy it hurts local government does that mean that it'll hurt the economy no because now you have to figure all of these things out in a very convoluted way and the whole point of this reedy district right reedy creek was to do what get rid of all of that convoluted stuff i i just Damned if you do and damned if you don't here kind of, uh, of a situation. And, and I think for me, it's the reality that, you know, Walt Disney World has carved itself out a nice little home in Florida. And you, you, you have two really bad options. Shut up and say nothing or do something that ends up hurting your own base, right? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day. And I, I think the, the third rail of this or the third way through this is to Continue to fight the culture war to continue to expose what Disney is doing and let the chips fall where they may. Putting your authoritarian boot on this situation makes no sense. But this has always been exactly what Ron DeSantis likes to do, right? We've talked about this in the, on the show in the past where you look at the, the Twitter bill, you look at like all of the things that he's tried to pass about what can and can't be done by a private company inside the state of Florida. Do I understand the culture war aspect of it? Absolutely, I do. But at the end of the day, just because you want to do something doesn't mean you should or can. And we've seen him be rebuked time and again by federal judges. We've seen him be rebuked by state judges in these authoritarian um, schemes that he likes to put in place, while sometimes in support of things that we culturally would like to, to see happen. Is there a time to use government at the behest of culture. Yes. Yes. But doing so and creating authoritarian ways of doing it is not it. Here's what I would be doing if I were Ron DeSantis. I would say to a budding Daily Wire, create that entertainment capital right here in Florida. Create that alternative to Universal and to whatever, right? Uh, Bush Gardens, I don't even know who owns that anymore in Tampa. But but create, create an alternative. Create a world in which, you know, all of those magical things can come true. Reimagine the resort business. We'll provide you with that alternative, right? We'll provide you with the same setup as the Reedy district, right? We'll provide you that and you provide us with the alternative. Now that you said that, watch it happen. It'll it'll be years in the making, but watch it happen. Right, I'm just saying I don't know if it's the Daily Wire. I'm just using that as an example. But my point being that if you're Ron DeSantis, what do you do? You have to create an alternative. You your fight isn't to strip them of something that would actually hurt the people of Florida. You're, you're, this is not a thing that you thought through very well. But it's always his knee-jerk reaction. It's always, what can I do? I do, I do. Well, how about you support the people doing what they want to do? It's always, well, the freedom of private industry goes away. Always if you're taking away the freedom of private industry, you're taking away the freedom of people. It's always been that way with him. And that's been my biggest bugaboo with Ron DeSantis is that it 
His knee-jerk instant reaction is, I'm going to take authority. Wait, what? But anyway, I think it's time for us to move on a little bit. Uh, Let's go ahead and play the B or not the B. Are you ready for today's headline? You bet. Apple officially rolls out pregnant man emoji to all 1 billion iPhones. Apple officially rolls out pregnant man emoji to all 1 billion iPhones. Is this the B or not the B? That is the question. Folks, if you haven't yet, um, speaking of money, if you haven't gone to funly.com to support American Pride Roasters and Dave and Faith um, in the rebuild of their home and the rebuild of their business, please do so. Um, I think there's only, what, like another week or two left of the funly thing going on 15 days 15 days so just just over two weeks folks um they could really use the help all the help that they can get um, to get back on their feet and to get american pride roasters back and going again um so please support them support small and local business and support people that won't insult you so just go to that funly.com and donate what you can today Apple officially rolls out pregnant man emoji to all 1 billion iPhones. Is this the B or not the B? Andrew Coppins, your answer. I can see this being both true and uh, very much a Babylon B headline. Um, My gut says Babylon B, but I would not be surprised if this was uh, not the B. So I'm going to go with Babylon B. I'm going to go with my gut on this one. Are you sure? No. But I'm sticking with my answer. Okay, you just cost us $50 of Dominic Izzo's Ponzi scheme MLM money. Oh, did I just say the quiet part out loud? Um, Clown World has graduated to a new level. Imagine traveling back in time to tell your ancestors about the fascinating modern world. We have the internet devices that can practically do anything from our pocket microwaves, nukes, supercraft, and have traveled out of the solar system, nanotech, and the ability to fly anywhere on the globe in a day or so. The sad thing is they would probably would think that you're lying the second you got around to explaining the pregnant man emoji. A recent software update in Apple's iPhones includes a pregnant man emoji as well as the number of other gender-neutral cartoons. Apple rolled out the update in mid-March, according to the Wall Street Journal, adding the um, pregnant emoji as well as gender-neutral person with crown emoji to go alongside the king and queen cartoons. Apple also added 35 other emojis. Yeah, so we reported back in July of 2021, and by we, that's the uh, uh, not the be, that the pregnant man emoji was uh, accepted by the Unicode Consortium. Then we reported that Apple was including the pregnant man emoji in its iOS 15.4 beta back in January. Mm. Even after heavy blowback, the company went ahead and rolled it out to every iPhone in existence in march unless you turn off your auto updates like me and are considering never downloading 15.4 in a main attempt to maintain reality just in case this needs to be said the only pregnant emoji that ever needs to exist is this one Uh, in case you are wondering why i know public education failed many of you it's because it's quite literally impossible for a man to be pregnant It has never happened, and it never will happen. The man in the emoji is a woman, and every single cell of her body, from skin to hair to muscles to nerves to brain, encoded with an XX chromosome, she can take take fake hormones to cut cut her hair, and she is still a woman. Oh, and uh, here's a take from uh, Greg Gutfeld. Um... I'm happy, or Greg Gutfeld, uh, uh, Apple's Apple's new emoji is a just small step for beer guts, but what's next? I'm happy to see that the inclusion of beer gut in the community in Apple's new rollout 
which is a small win for the suffering from beer cut shaming by our toxic culture. Yep. I, I, I do have a question for not to be though. Have they not seen the uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger movie where Arnold Schwarzenegger gets pregnant? I don't remember what that movie's called, but yeah. They could just go to a prison in New Jersey and find that out too, but hey. But hey. <sighs> With that having been said, Pat, I think it is also time for us to do a little bit of WTF Wednesday. I don't know about you, but I, when I hear that music, I just get happy. I get happy too, and then I start reading the headlines. Okay. Then, then the headlines either make me laugh or they make me want to cry. I, 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 I don't know anymore. What about some both? of these? Maybe a little bit of both. Okay. Maybe a little bit of both. All right. So, All right. Having said first that, first headline uh, for today: Chen Saki cries while discussing new Florida law. Says it makes her completely crazy. What? In a podcast released Tuesday, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki broke down in tears while discussing Florida's parental rights and education law. Oh, for the love of God. <laughs> just stop Psaki right there. Just, just, just stop. Of just, just stop. Are you, are you sure you want me to stop? Yes. Okay. Okay. I'll stop. I, I, I can't even. Because here's why I'm asking you to stop. Okay. Um. How the hell is she still the White House press secretary, given the fact that she's literally just coming out in. My God, she's going to be a host on MSNBC in like a month. Right. Yeah, something like how that. is she allowed yeah, I, to continue in this job? They, they and then going on to a podcast and literally just expo exposing to the world exactly how batshit crazy liberal she is. Yeah, and, and you wonder what her show on MSNBC is going to be like. By the way, they haven't announced her replacement yet, have they? Not that it matters, because it's not really going to matter much anyway. But anyway, you ready for the next one? Yes, please. NFL draft guru to cover 2022 draft from home due to being unvaccinated against COVID-19. Huh? We're still on this? What? Where's the draft being held this year? Um, Las Vegas. What? Does Vegas have some sort of vaccine mandate still in place that we don't know about? Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I had a friend that was just down there and went to a Vegas Knights game and there was not a mask in sight. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that none of that yeah. exists down there. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, first of all, is this Mel Kuyper Jr.? Yeah, it is Mel Kuyper Jr. What? What? What the hell is going on? Yep. 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 No, 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 no. Who is telling him that he can't be there? Well, uh, on Monday, uh, Mel Kuyper Jr. announced that he'll be covering the NFL draft from his home studio in Maryland. Uh, the NFL draft, uh, I don't think anyone. I think this is him actually. At least n n no one has said that he has to do it. I think this is him deciding to do this on his own. No. no, 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 no way. It's got to be or or that or it's somebody from ESPN. My guess is ESPN is going to make him do that because they have a vaccination policy. Yeah, that's got to be it. Well, in any case, what the fire truck? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, got an update on CNN plus. Oh, you mean that thing that won't exist in two weeks? Yeah, it's uh, on the chopping block. 
<laughs> execs are about to act like all external marketing for it. <laughs> well, and this has more to do with the merger, I think, with uh, Discovery and Warner Media than anything mm-hmm. else, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Discovery is like, ah, no, thank you. They literally replaced the CFO, the chief financial officer of, of uh, CNN um, or Warner Media with the CFO of Discovery. Why? Because the CFO of Discovery helped lead the launch of Discovery Plus, which, by the way, is probably the most subscribed to outside of Hulu Disney Plus, right? The most subscribed to um, paid subscription streaming service out there. It provides a crap ton of value, which, by the way, Pat, can we talk about this real quick? I don't know. Do you have Paramount Plus or Peacock or any of those other streaming services out there? Yeah. Well, yeah. Some of some of that's actually bundled in our uh, Xfinity. Pack, like Xfinity package, yeah. All right. So do you notice something when you try or if you've tried to use those services? <sighs> Number one, Peacock still makes you go through ads during a show. Yeah. Number two, can you stream same day the show that you might want to watch that might have been on NBC? No, it's usually the the next day. Okay. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. What is uh, Discovery Plus figured out about its streaming services? Yeah. Uh, don't don't do ads. Hmm. Because I mean, we don't use Discovery Plus a ton, but like we use it for like the Food Network. We've been watching Tournament of Champions, no ads. It does like the commercial breaks, but it immediately comes right back, right? It doesn't do a commercial break; it just cuts right. and then comes back. Right, that, right. That's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. So, so mm-hmm. there's that. That's number one. Um, and um, uh, I believe you can stream same day. You can stream before it airs on the network. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> so um uh yesterday my wife and i uh we're, we're fans of deadliest catch um mm-hmm. they the new season started yesterday we were able to watch it whenever before it aired on discovery here's what they have found out people will pay a premium to get that service people want to consume Things when they want to consume them. When you constrict them into a time frame of which they can consume it, they don't like it. That's why Peacock is largely failing outside of it being tied into every Xfinity customer of all time, right? Right. It is why I can't stand Paramount Plus at times. Not to mention that its uh, its uh, searchability and functionality is awful. It when is. it uh, when it comes to like for instance all of its sports programming right it should be really easy to find like um, the Champions League when that goes live nope good luck uh, g- try searching for it. It, it it's just ridiculously stupid and oh by the way if this airs on CBS um uh, stream it next day now you you can stream it live when it's airing on CBS. But that kind of defeats the whole purpose here of the streaming part of the service. So is it any wonder that the one streaming service that has figured out what the consumer wants is successful? No. No, is it not a wonder to me? Is it any wonder why that person replaces the head of Warner Media, basically? Hey, by the way, you just sunk what, $200 million into CNN Plus or $100 million for sure with another $100 million coming in the next couple of years into a service nobody wants? It'll be interesting to see what happens with that merger, right? Mm-hmm. Um, especially because of all the sports things that that Warner Media now has control over. Um, it'll be very interesting to see what happens down the road. But um, that having been said... Um, CNN Plus has like uh, less than 150,000 views in a day. Is that bad? Yeah, because that's like less than one seventh of the audience of their best rated CNN show. 
which still doesn't even top a million viewers, by the way. Anywho, on that note, Pat, your final thoughts on today's show. Don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. And uh, men can't get pregnant. Just so you know. Please be smart, be safe, be kind. As always, Matthew 547.